0: Welcome to Cosmic Asplorations podcast, curated by the Cosmos, narrated by Feba Cristina. Hello! Exploring the universe in and of us through a cosmic storytelling of astrology, an ancient love language of the soul encoded in our DNA and recorded in our charts. In Cosmic Explorations, we like to play with an embodied invocation of the zodiac energies which are archetypal representations of life and various qualities here on Earth. Through your incarnation, and therefore a unique earthly manifestation of the higher consciousness, your energetic blueprint is a masterful mosaic of all of these energies which means there's a wide playground for us to explore. So, I want to welcome you to this cheeky journey of sensual shadow play as we claim our liberated, authentic expression through expanded pleasure and playful embodiment as a new default for living and loving. Ah, uh, Here we are. <laughs> I have to say, it wasn't easy to get myself to record this episode because so much has been going on in my life lately that I feel like I'm barely catching up. (laughs) This Mars in Gemini has got us all over the place. And Mars is the ruler of my chart. So in the eighth house, you better bet it's going to be intense. And it's Libra season god there's so much happening every Libra season. First of all I'm a Libra Sun so I just had my solar return aka birthday um, <laughs> and that is always a pretty big event not because well in the past I used to kind of go into hiding and i wished for this day to just be over Um, not that there was a pressure necessarily it's just there was so much energy flowing my way or as it is with all birthdays i guess and if your nervous system doesn't have a capacity to receive it it's tough and especially Receiving the celebration, the love, the good vibes, you know? It has to do a lot about our levels of self-worth. And I have to admit that this year feels special. I don't think I've ever been so open to celebration as I was this year, as I am in my current embodiment. And that feels really yummy. And at the same time, the last month before our solar return, which is when the sun aligns, the transiting sun aligns with the degree of the natal sun in our charts. And it, it is not always on the day of the birthday, because it is calculated by the actual position of the sun in the sky. And over time, you know, this degree shifted a little. This is why we have such a difference between tropical zodiac and sidereal zodiac, because they are calculated in a different way. Not the episode for it, but um, I want to say that your solar return alignment might happen a day before or after the actual birthday. And in that moment, we could say that the sun makes a screenshot of the energies present, and kind of like, soaks it in, resets the chart, and gives us a solar return chart. Now this is why I often feel like the month before my birthday is usually quite challenging, especially Leo season for me for some reason, then Virgo is kind of like, okay, what are we working with here? What can we do about this? Um, and kind of tries to bring more alignment into the play, but it's usually if you imagine the sun that kind of reactivates, replenishes, gets that extra ray of boost into your system on your birthday when the suns of you align the last month before our birthday it's when the sun has been the furthest from that activation of the solar point um, of the year so yeah oftentimes we're gonna feel a little bit more tired slow perhaps confused really depending on what the sun in your chart is guiding you towards because the sun in our natal chart represents the path the path of becoming the path that we are walking in this life, a journey we are on. I don't really interpret sun as like our personality or our core self in a way. Yes. But most importantly, I feel it as a representation of what it is that our soul strives for. What did it come to embody and learn about? And it's kind of like a point of development, and the house where the sun falls in your solar return, once a new chart has been developed, shows a place of that development or that focus for the year ahead. Now, the house that the sun is going to be activating depends on the ascendant that is activating your soul experience and lessons. The chap the chapter for the year ahead. And The ascendant is also going to be dependent on your location, as we know. It's kind of like drawing, if you were reborn as a new baby, what would be the chart that you would get as your sun gets activated by the natal sun. And so I've heard stories about people uh, looking up their solar return charts before time and seeing Way which ascendant they would get depending on the location in the world, because it depends on like what sign, what part of the sky is rising on the eastern horizon at the time of that activation. And it's for me, it's different if I was back at home, 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 (laughs) where I was born, I would have a different ascendant than the one that I have now that I'm here in Bali. And that's going to be Virgo ascendant for me. And I'm actually really, really excited about it. And it's so interesting because I looked up the ascendant for me for next year. And if I am by any chance back in my hometown or my home country of Slovenia next year, I'm also going to have a Virgo ascendant. So either way, you know, it's so interesting to observe how the universe, my soul's evolutionary path, is really inviting me into this Virgo archetype. Um, and I'm looking forward to play with these energies. So yeah, then I can see the house in which my sun falls in the solar return chart. And that is kind of where I am bringing the light of a day and focus into. Yeah. Um, And with solar return chart, you know, we can determine what is the focus of the year, what are going to be the main themes, timings ahead, what are the possibilities and potential challenges. Um, So it's a beautiful new activation to support us on our journey of growth and soul alignment. And I'm happy to dive into my chart more deeply. However, lately I've been really feeling a call to... Have more readings with various astrologers and human design readers because I feel like it really brings a new lens to experience and taste this mm, plots of our lives in many different ways. Um, yeah, and now that I'm that I'm gonna be a Virgo ascendant with Scorpio moon, <laughs> it's over for you bitches. <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. but anyway when it comes to solar returns and birthday cycles i also love to look at annual perfections which is an old i believe hellenistic technique from traditional astrology where each year on the planet um, the age of becoming activates a certain house so This year, for my 26th birthday, I was in my third year house. So it was a lot about learning, networking, communication of like, what is the message that I want to get across? Where is my curiosity guiding me? Where do I get my information? How do I want to combine them? And so on. Um, And now on the 27th, (laughs) Spin Around the Sun... I am in my fourth house of rooting ancestral healing, going deeper into my emotional core. What does home, family, lineage why what do they mean to me? How do I find a sense of safety within myself? And so much more to dive into. And it's also the area where I've been having Saturn. In the past, well, two years. Um, So it's been a very interesting journey. And as always, birthdays usually invite us into a reflection of what has happened in the previous year. And what are we looking forward to for the year ahead. And learning in my human design that I am a specific manifester. I feel like... It would be very beneficial for me to have this reflection but the truth is with so much intensity in the last week I like barely had time for anything uh, and I didn't do any kind of reflections and I don't feel bad I feel like that's just the way that life is flowing through me right now um maybe i want to do it here like why the fuck not i have absolutely no agenda for this podcast episode except to let my soul reveal and flow and be (sighs) i started writing journal on my computer i sometimes think if like I'm becoming a new Elizabeth Gilbert. Because <laughs> I literally take my computer everywhere. And I started journaling in my computer. Because it's just going to be easier when I'm going to be writing a book. To have all the notes in the computer already. Rather than hundreds of different little journals. <laughs> um, but yeah. And I, it made me realize that each year... My life is so different, like they're so radically different. I'm in such a different space and that makes me so excited for what's to come. It makes sense. Besides the annual perfection solar return, what I also like to look at is the progress chart where it's showing bigger cycles, bigger transits of our soul's evolution, not just transits of the current sun. Uh, not sun, of the current constellation, which happen daily shifts, but like bigger themes of our lives. And there, the moon has a special kind of speed, but the sun moves one degree each year. And two years ago, I, my son entered Scorpio. So the things of Scorpio are going to be following me for the next, well, another 28 years. So a lot of trans- deep transformations ahead, <laughs> especially in the realms of intimacy, sexuality, the mystery of life, the occult, the cycles of death and rebirth through the truth, presence and trust. And another fun fact is that I haven't even had my lunar return yet. The lunar return is when your progressed moon in the progressed chart makes a whole cycle around the zodiac. And yeah, reunites, crosses the line of the, when, where the, your moon was when you were born. And so in a way, until we have our soul, lunar return... We haven't even experienced all colors depths of ourselves to the fullest and I still have uh, about two months to go before my lunar return so it happens around 27 28 um, which is pretty fascinating astrologically you know until our slu- until the end of our saturn return we're still babies (laughs) and so much usually shifts in people's lives upon saturn return which i haven't even experienced yet so jesus the path ahead (laughs) i just it's hard to comprehend Um, but the saturn return usually happens between the age of 28 to 30. Now, in my case, I am going to experience it for the first time in March of 2023 when Saturn enters Pisces, And this is a generational transit. So everyone between approximately ages of 27 to 30 are going to be experiencing Saturn return. And that's the period of maturation, of adulting, of like Truly becoming clear of what are your responsibilities, where is your energy not flowing in a way that your soul desires, where are you leaking, where are you being irresponsible, but not in worldly capitalistic mm, manners of where are you not putting the hard work and killing yourself to death for the productivity. Um... But in a way of like, where are you not being responsible in honoring the truth of your heart, the path of your soul? And for me, it's in the fifth house of pleasure. So let's get serious about pleasure, shall we? <laughs> um, I'm sure it's going to be more complex than that. Uh, considering the fifth house is also in the house of romance and true love and creativity. So... I'm here for it all, we're here for it it all, the full fucking spectrum. This is what I really feel is at the core, the core of my work here on this planet, to allow people to lean into the fullness of themselves. And that's why this is a part of my mastery in myself as well. It's so beautiful to be walking this with you. So, yeah, looking upon my last year, it was pretty fucking full indeed. Um, and I, I'm not going to go into the details. I don't feel like this is the space for it. Um, <laughs> but just feeling at my core how deeply I'm being guided... And how Bali has been really teaching me about trust and surrender. About leaning back into my essence. I have never received stronger activations, initiations and teachings around that. And they've been beautiful. The energy of Mama Bali is unapologetic, harsh (laughs) and truth slapping. But she holds in such caring ways. Ever since Saturn entered my fourth house in Aquarius, which is about the tribe, the community, this has been so vivid for me, so obvious. Last summer, I experienced a community living for the first time. And, you know, being raised in a cultish environment, I've always been pretty cautious in this kind of situations. But just opening up my heart, allowing myself to be a part of something that is bigger than me. This is what Aquarius is about, like staying individual, staying in my authenticity while contributing to the greater good, to the wholeness that we are together. And Bali just opened this community to me even more even though first it presented me with a community that I didn't feel a part of, that where a lot of judgment ar- arised in me, a lot of discernment, a lot of, yeah, just observations of what works for me and what doesn't. Um, an opportunity, again, to integrate these pieces within me where I am judging myself or where I am not in full integrity. And whatever that full integrity is, right, what is the truth of our current point in the process, in our evolution, where what is available to us in this moment. And it's not about shaming and guilt-tripping of what it is that we don't know. But are we honest with ourselves around areas where we are consciously choosing ignorance? I just had this conversation today. You know, I'm living in Bali as a Westerner with an online job. And I had this conversation in the pool by the jungle in an ocean town. (sighs) And there's a part of me that, oh, I don't feel guilty because that's not serving anyone. I deserve this. I'm worthy of this kind of lifestyle, of the lifestyle that I desire, which is not so much even connected to the external gratification and material possessions. It's the life of freedom, you know? the wealth that is not necessarily connected to the number in my bank account, but the freedom of time, the luxury of being able to wake up in the morning and be like, hmm, what do I feel like doing today? And if I choose to start creating later in the day or not at all, that is something that I get to choose. And how can I contribute positively positively? To the environment that i'm in how can i honor the privilege that i have how can i support the community that i am in how can i support the locals with whom i share this beautiful land how can i show my respect how can i strive for balance and harmony in all things how can i be conscious of my actions how can i oh i could go on and on and on (laughs) my IC is in aquarius too which is the sign of humanitarian and i see is the foundation the core of us that the true core inner self that is not always so much out in the open although in my case I, i i do think it is um, especially through the lens of a rebel. <laughs> um, but this these are very important questions for me. And I really ask myself every day, how can I contribute to the greater good in a more aligned and bigger scale way with everything that's happening in the world, in so many different parts of the world? It can leave us paralyzed and feeling like, what the fuck can we do about this? And I, I have to say I'm so grateful that I really feel like the work that I'm doing with Cosmic Aspirations is my dharma, is a big part of my dharma. At least at this point, this is how it looks like. This is how I feel like I'm contributing the most to the Shift of the energy to bringing through more love, not to judge and separate even more. Um, because I have this radical view that everything is an expression of love, yet, we get to choose how we want to wave this love, yeah. Ah, oh, this is a big theme that could continue on and on. And I would love to have this conversation with more people. So if you feel inspired, if you have something to share and add and bring value to this conversation, I would love to hear from you. I would love to have this conversation with you. Um, but there's so much gratitude for the choices that I am free to make. For the decisions that I have the courage to act upon. Even though I'm not the greatest at decision making. With my emotional authority it takes bloody long time. 12th house Libra, man. <laughs> the choices are not always so available. But that's because we get stuck in the mind and loop in the stories and the more that i'm learning about human design and integrating it into my life and my practice it's really like one of the basic messages the core messages of human design i feel is like the mind is here to kind of yeah connect it all together and come for the ride but the body is the one that knows the way the more we can keep tuning into the body, listen to the body, the centers that the body is governing, the more in alignment we will naturally flow. And if you haven't listened to the astrology versus human design, or should I say not versus, but loves human design, their love affair, uh, such a beautiful interconnection, the last episode... In Virgo season, the guest feature episode that I did with the beautiful Diana of the Voice of the Sacred on Instagram. Um, I invite you to dive into that one. It's a beautiful catapult into understanding or getting inspired to understand human design a bit more. I am literally taking a course on human design right now, and it's fascinating. Yeah, where was I? (laughs) Uh, I love the free flow of this episode where, you know, I'm here naked (laughs) as always. Like this is how I do most of my stuff. (laughs) Um, Sweating in my new room here in Bali. And just coming on very raw. I was talking about the last year and the community. And I feel so grateful to feel like I have have opened up my heart enough to feel a sense of belonging in the community that I am in right now. And also coming from a realization that before that happened, I needed to be in a community where I didn't feel like I belonged to still take that chance and breath into the opening of my heart, immerse myself in some situations that were out of my comfort zone. And when I say that, it's nothing radical. It's just like literally going to a yoga festival where... I feel like there's a lot of new age bullshitting and spiritual bypassing and people who have no idea what they're talking about. But hey, who does? And then my Libra that kind of wants to balance everything out and as a good Libra tries to see the good in everything and all of the perspective coming to the occasion. Um, But really noticing that even though I did not resonate with a lot of the teachings or the people in the community that I was, I don't know, a part of, I was living around before, I realized that I don't have to agree, I don't have to resonate with everything, I don't have to feel aligned with all of the doings in order to still belong where I am, because the belonging is inherent, ah and that's what opened up the door for the community that does feel aligned and again it's actually very different from me in many many ways there's so much diversity but that's the whole fucking point that it's an open diverse community where it, that is not concerned about where you come from who you are what you do and what you believe in it is really just about sharing moments of love and realness and raw conversations and sweating and dancing and chanting and swimming and loving and eating and all of it yeah so the social little libra community mm, times to connect because libra is about connection it is about intimate connection. More than bigger community, it's, that's more of the Aquarian energy of like, who is my tribe? And then Gemini, that is a social connector. But Gemini is more concerned with information than building relationships with people. Whereas Libra, Libra really desires that intimacy, connection definition like directionality it's a masculine sign actually it wants to know what are we where are we going what are we here for it wants to understand what is the value of what we're doing how we're connecting and not only wants to know it it creates it m- even more it brings the value it sees the value in all of the layers it wants everyone to feel understood and happy and valued and connected and loved, appreciated. It's really a beautiful energy. And I'm <laughs> lucky, let's say, to have five planets in Libra, which can get a little overwhelming at times. And for the first time, I feel like I'm experiencing some of like the... Um, I don't want to say lower or shadowy parts, because I don't see them as lower or shadowy. They're just um, different. How, what, what would be the word that I would use for patterns, experiences of codependency, people-pleasing, wanting others to like me? I think it's just coming from not full o- ownership of who I am at my core but even saying that that doesn't feel true because as a human we want to allow ourselves to experience the insecurities the doubts the fears and it's not about being without any of these tender experiences emotions situations because Libra here wants to see value in the dark periods as well if there was no darkness, you wouldn't see the stars, you know? If there was no night, there wouldn't come that beautiful cooling down after a hot summer day. We want contrast. Libra in the pursuit of balance and harmony. It doesn't come embodied in balance. Trust me. <laughs> I know. I with my five planets and points in Libra, mm <laughs> but there is a beautiful striving for it. And striving comes from embracing the fullness of experiences. And for that, we sometimes need to cross over the territory of the extreme. The Libra energy in all of us waits. What is here? What is there? She wants to know it all. Well, I say she. That was total misuse. I'm sorry. I'm not going to cut that. Whoa. Well, um it is whatever you want it to be. It's just energy. whether we assign it a masculine or feminine or non-binary quality, it's just energy. It's just a matter of like is it moving or is it more station not stationary or is it more content? Is it presence or is it movement? That's basically what masculine feminine energies are. And in truth, everything has both qualities, right? And Libra is here for both. It represents the both. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah, coming in touch with these tender parts of my being, it's really humbling and so so beautiful. And as Libra archetype is here, to mirror our truth, to mirror our fullness through the eyes of another, to be able to experience more of who we are as humans through relating, through connections, all kinds of connections. Libra is not all, only about intimate romantic relationships. It's about close friendships, business alliances, and collaborations. Your relationship with your therapist, with your coach, with your client, any kind of, in a way, defined, committed, dedicated partnerships. Teaching us about how we feel valued, how we feel recognized, seen, loved. It is here to remind us that we are all artists of love. Because the Venus, which is the ruling planet of Libra, is bringing so much creativity, so much beauty into this sign. So what it is that makes relationships so beautiful is the question. What is the beauty that you want to receive and give? in relationships there's so much more that I could dive into here let's see what else wants to come through but one thing that I want to say announce is that Libra season is actually the anniversary of Cosmic Explorations podcast (laughs) it's been a whole fucking year of podcasting for me and we started with seasonal explorations podcast, where for a whole half a year until the end of Pisces season, I was having this beautiful seasonal conversations with Alia Podgornik, who is now finishing her PhD in neuroscience. And so she took time to focus on that and also create her own magic, um, And I so honor that period of collaboration, you know, and that's what Libra is about. And she's also a Libra. So learning in my human design that I also have a split definition, meaning that not all of my centers have a constant flow of energy. And so for people with split definition, um, we often look for that energetic support from others who are lit up, connected and defined in ways that we are not. And I know how valuable it is for me also with Five Planets in Libra to have the bouncing, to be able to collaborate in meaningful ways that light up my soul even more. Because I know having Sun in Libra, this is how I shine in connection. This is why I love my one-on-one coaching so much. Or even if it's just one-time reading, it's like I'm able to allow new parts of me to come through. This is why I am devoted to continue bringing these episodes to you with more inspiring guests. Because meaningful connections is what I'm here for. I believe it's what we are all here for. Now, it's not always just with people, right? It can be with anything. I truly believe and experience the world through the lens of relationships having so much libra but also scorpio rising because scorpio is about merging with other energies but you know we are literally in a relationship with everything i'm currently in a relationship with this mic I'm in a relationship with my own business, with this beautiful podcast that I've been showing up for for a year. You know, as a Mani Jenny manifesting generator, who is a multi-passionate being, being interested in so many different topics and, you know, having more ideas and inspiration that I can write down... <laughs> I feel like this is pretty pretty fascinating and even though there were times when it wasn't it wasn't easy to show up often always I'm so glad that not that I pushed through but I connected to the devotion that I feel in my heart the passion and inspiration that I feel creating this the only gate in my G center in my human design, which is the one that would be around the heart chakra, is gate number one, which translates into understanding that I am the happiest when I'm creating. <laughs> and yeah, it's, this is the key for my consistency in the energetic blueprint that is not here to be consistent in a way that society wants me to be. My consistency is in my devotion to the truth, to the energy, to the moment. Devotion of what feels alive in this cycle of my life. And hmm, this makes me think about relationships, intimate connections, of like how often when things get tougher more challenging, when there are a lot of triggers arising, a lot of people just let go, right? Because now we have this notion that, oh, if it's true love, then it wouldn't be like that. Um, Yeah. Maybe I'm going to be a little romantic over here where (laughs) a part of me wants to cringe to it. But, you know, what about devotion? It's often not even about the person that is on the other side. Unless, of course, it's an abusive relationship. Then, of course, safety is the baseline. Safety is the most important. But what are we devoted to? What is the path of our devotion? Because for me, it's love. Now, the thing is that what Venus teaches us is that values need to be aligned. We can have different love languages. We can we, we can have different ways of expressing and receiving love. But is there devotion to learn about the way that other person feels loved and feel it up by meeting them in that? Is there a devotion to creating a space where we can all be, both or all, be ourselves, our authentic selves and feel accepted and loved exactly for who we are? What is the devotion that drives our relationships your relationship to your creations to your friendships to your healthy eating to your exercising to you know nurturing your creativity whatever it is that you want to bring through your devotion to meeting yourself More deeply in your fullness, your devotion to healing as as well as succeeding. What does that even mean to you? What is a successful relationship? (laughs) These are big questions that are beautiful to explore throughout this season. And... I'm having another very special guest coming to Cosmic Explorations podcast. (laughs) I'm not going to reveal you just yet, but the conversation is going to be about the artistry of love, the beauty of relating. That's all I'm going to say for now, but... It's someone that I've been following for, well, pre-COVID time, if that tells you anything. (laughs) So um, I'm really excited to bring this through. Something that I often do with my clients is really feel and think and embody and all of it. But like really get clear on all of the levels of what are the core energetic values. What it is that... their soul is striving for and we go through a set of i think 12 different questions that on first hand don't really seem like they might be going into the core energetic anchoring Um, but when we recognize the patterns and the overarching themes it really creates a filter of our availability, of our desires, of what it is that at the core we feel like exploring, embodying more of. So it sets a directionality. And it's something that, you know, when we are faced with a situation or a decision, we can feel is this bringing me into deeper connection? Is this allowing me to step into more freedom? Is this aligned with my embodied flow? Am I able to bring through meaningful impact through this choice, through this action, through this letting go perhaps? These are some of mine embodied anchors. Um, Well, energetic filters. So maybe this Libra season, you want to get clear of what is your energetic priority in life. What are the energies that are guiding your path and deepening your connection to life, yourself, other people, that which you value. It's like the value of the value. And I have to say astrology and human design have majorly helped me get even clearer on this. Because recently I learned that I go into my false self when I follow all my desires. Because in my human design, life is encouraging me to meet life experiences with innocence and curiosity. And of course, it's a mix of these. But I'm starting to see how this might not be working in my favor when I'm just preaching about desire and this is now majorly also shifting the way that I work and I'm currently in the creation mode or shall I rather say deep listening of a new offering this being brood pleasure astrology essential shadow play through embodied astrology there are still a few working titles um, but essentially is approaching pleasure desire sex and sexuality through the play of zodiac archetypes it's going to be very juicy Um, and i have no idea when it's going to be out (laughs) i feel like soon but I'm really embracing the lessons, the teachings of Taurus North Node that we are collectively experiencing right now since the beginning of the year. And there's still about a half of it to go, a little less. Um, And this Taurus North Node, I talked about it on the podcast quite often, is really inviting us to slow down. Grounding, self-care, presence, embodiment, go first. No rushing, no pushing, no forcing, no hoarding. Symbiosis. Harmony. This Libra season is a sibling sign. Well, they're all siblings between different signs, but Taurus and Libra share the ruler, Venus. So it is again like bringing us into the alignment with our values, seeing our worth, Rooting into that which truly matters. And allowing life to be a romance rather than a drama. Well, you know, at Cosmic Explorations we do love the drama. (laughs) But that's the artistry, where it's a theatrical drama as a play with life rather than a tragic, victimizing, self-sabotaging slavery, you know? (laughs) Yeah, and this Libra season in combination with South Node still being in Scorpio that is bringing through all of the intensities and pieces that we don't like to look at to do a clearing out and bringing ourselves into a deeper, more authentic balance, whatever that means to us. If you want to hear more about balance um, conversation, I would encourage you to maybe scroll down and check the Libra season episode that I did with Alia last year. I think it's still relevant. And if you have any more questions about anything, you are always free to reach to me, uh, reach out to me on Instagram, Feva Christina. and also this lira season as a celebration of one year of cosmic aspirations podcasting and also my solar return and to celebrate the beautiful connections that have been made within this cosmic ass space and are continuing to be deepened expanded found and oh i am offering 20% off on all of my offerings all of my offerings And I can find more about them on my webby, www.cosmicasplorations.com. But essentially, you know, whether that is cosmic coaching, a deep three months dive, that I am now also expanding into Voxer messaging, which is yummy because that's kind of like it gets to be a real time communication where we don't wait doing sessions necessarily but we get to be in touch and in the flow throughout and that also extends into triangle bundle which is three sessions within three months time with voxer support if you want them not necessarily though Um, but also all one-time readings with astrology akashic records tarot cards reiki Um, and you can also give that to your loved ones through the gift card now there are different master classes that are also available the whole cosmic Explorations gang library with like 11 or 14 different master classes and i kind of uh, give that in a package with cosmic coaching as well so that between our calls i can always like refer you to a specific embodiment practice that happened within cosmic aspirations gang because i just feel there's so much gold in that um what we did um, and i still stand behind it and i want i want more people to experience what a lot of the clients or all of the clients that were all of the beautiful souls i don't feel like even calling them clients that were never really resonated with me that deeply it's just it's a, just this beautiful connections exchanges and collaborations that happen in this space which is not mine like when i say creating it is pouring through it is not about what i want to create even though my desire for creation is of course fueled by this deeper connection to the truth, the spirit that pours through me. And again, it's not the ultimate truth, right? Um, it is the aspect of the greater truth as seen through my lens. And essentially, this is what astrology and human design offer. That's why it's quite important to go to the right interpreter. Storyteller of these modalities, because they will offer you their own unique uh, style of conveying. Anyway, I feel like um, I'm slowly coming to an end. Let me sip on my coconut a little. Mm. i make that extra light for you. (laughs) Yeah it's been a beautiful year and when i tune into the energy of 2027 i don't actually i'm going to be completely honest i don't know if it's a resistance or a beautiful state of surrender but i don't feel like setting strong boundaries not boundaries wait i'm now curious why i set boundaries um, because maybe that's what the theme might be with Virgo Ascendant, that is a very discerning sign. But what I wanted to say, I don't feel like setting deeper, intent, like specific intentions, because I'm just in such a beautiful romance with life and taking it one step at a time and prioritizing the balance of the grounding into the present moment. Creating a solid foundation that holds me through all kind of situations in life. Because the balance is not external. Sure, there are things we have needs. There are certain things that you know <laughs> we want to be in place so that we can reach or breathe out into the surrender and i just want to say how grateful i am to have those cuz i am aware that many people in this world in this world don't and also because i have this privilege i want to respect it nurture it well i want to use it to bring even more of love and ease into this world Authentic connections, the remembrance of the love that we are. And I know these are the words that get thrown around quite often, but once they become an embodied experience, which I feel like I'm getting glimpses of (laughs) through many, many situations lately, And not to force this energy onto anyone, but be an open-hearted stream, the fountain, so that others can come and have a sip. And not that I'm the fountain; I am drinking out of this fountain, and it's infinite. Infinite with the love and the wisdom that it brings. The fountain of life. Yay! Okay. Ah, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. I'm so, so grateful for each and every one of you who have ever tuned into the frequency of cosmic aspirations in any kind of way. Truly, truly, like I'm getting a little emotional right now. I can feel it in my body Ah, of the energy flowing from my heart into my leaking eyes. But wow, the fact that I get to live this life in a way that I do, the fact that I get to serve in ways that fulfill me so deeply, and the fact that (laughs) this is just the fucking beginning of it all. Wow. Wow really deeply grateful for all of the challenging moments that have been on this path as well. And God knows there were many. Um, And at the same time, life has always been so loving and the universe has always been so supporting. And the people around me, I'm so grateful to be... (laughs) gravitating towards such beautiful people in life and thank you for being one of them like even though i i don't know who exactly you are listening to this on the other side i I can feel you in my heart i really fucking can and that's you know sometimes we are repelled or opposed to these online spaces and they feel impersonal but that is the beauty, that is the I'm gonna use the new age word new paradigm but truly one where we don't have to know everything and see everything it's one that is much more subtle where we can feel each other right now no matter what time we are tuning in no matter when we are listening to this. I feel you. And I'm so fucking grateful. For that. For you. For me. For this quantum field. <laughs> okay. Had to finish on like a high-end note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also embracing my cheesiness and my new age Tricks. That's all right. It is the new age anyway. We better start embracing it. But with honesty, compassion, love, acceptance you know, all those juicy words that hopefully are not only words but embodied states of being. Now, if you want to explore this more, you know how to find ya, girl. For 22% off this month. Okay, commercials, I love you, and I will see you, hear you, feel you, love you soon. Would appreciate any kind of shares uh, with your loved ones, and cha-cha-cha.